0: Episode of Tea with Tammy, episode 103. And in this episode, we have a lot of good topics to get into in a short amount of time. And so I'm going to cut to the chase and dive right into these next topics. Now, for time's sake, I want to just get the most confusing, crazy, ratchet story out of the way. Let's discuss (laughs) little T.J. Lil T.J. just turned 19 years old. He's a young rapper on the scene. He actually makes pretty good music, I'm not gonna lie, but recently on the internet he's exposed his true colors and I'm not too sure if I'm quite a fan anymore, but we'll get more into that. Lil T.J. just turned 19 years old and he was seeing rapper slash model Ruby Rose, 21 years old. Ruby Rose, beautiful young lady, wanted to fly out, which she did, um, to see her man, Lil TJ. Now they're not exclusive, they're not claiming each other, but they're talking and they're they're in that, that stage. So Lil TJ flew Ruby Rose out for his birthday. She whined and dined him, treated him like a king, and if, unfortunately, just like... How it goes with ain't shit Negroes. She saw him attempting to pursue another female. So she got angry. And if you let little TJ tell it, Ruby Rose then called the police. Ruby Rose says all she wanted was just a flight home and for him to pay for it. But he refused. He said, nope, not gonna do it. And as he was refusing her flight, he decided to get on IG. He posted to his story... Her being very upset, demanding a ticket home, and him clowning her and denying her. Now, it was very apparent what he was trying to do. He was trying to degrade and embarrass Ruby Rose. He wanted to expose her for being, for one, half-dressed in this video and upset that she didn't have a flight home. Ruby took to Twitter to clear things up to say she has the money to fly herself home, but she thought that he should have been the one to fly her home. Rightfully so, if you are in that situation and you catch your potential bay potentially cheating. But as some love to point out, maybe she shouldn't have gotten on that one-way ticket in the first place. Maybe if you want your tickets to be paid for, you only accept round trips. So... Maybe that's advice for Ruby in the future. But that's not where things get ratchet, confusing, crazy, and all those things that I said before I got into this topic. Chinese Kitty. Chinese Kitty is a rapper slash model who's been on Love and Hip Hop Miami and is 25 years old and apparently was also seeing Lil TJ at the same time as Ruby Rose. Chinese Kitty saw the situation play out between Little TJ and Ruby Rose on the internet and decided to say, hey, this is a perfect time to admit that he's been hitting me up day and night for the past few months, so how are y'all talking when it would be apparent that he's trying to talk to me? That was just a new can of worms that popped open. Ruby Rose really didn't care. But here comes little TJ saying, First of all, don't downplay me like I'm trying to talk to you. We've talked and we've actually had intercourse. So that's what little TJ said in return. He said, Listen, we are talking. We've had intercourse. And here's the kicker. Here's the icing on the cake. He then said that we've even had intercourse with your son in the room. And hell broke loose. Chinese Kitty went off on the internet, called little TJ all types of names, stated that, you know, now it's war because you brought my child into this. And rightfully so, if Chinese Kitty is telling the truth that these things did not happen, now... She does backtrack in later videos and say that yes, her and little TJ did have intercourse, but it was certainly not with her son in the room. That's a lot to say and accuse of someone on the internet at that. You're coming for someone's parenthood, motherhood, like morality, like you're, you're really trying to hurt someone and embarrass someone. And so I don't know what that will bring in the future, but I know that Chinese Kitty has been threatening little TJ ever since. Oh, but it doesn't end there for little TJ. I guess little TJ was filling himself with all the new internet buzz for all this drama that he's had with these very nice looking women of models and rappers. He decided to say and admit that, oh, and by the way, (laughs) a boogie, a, a boogie with a hoodie. Yes, you, your baby mama. Yes, the one who is about to pop any day pregnant with your son she too tried to talk to me a while back what so slay by ella a boogie with a hoodie's baby mama also on top of ruby rose chinese kitty tried to talk to 19 year old little tj This has just gotten so much out of hand. The internet has now turned on Lil TJ because at first he was some hero to the Ain't Shit Niggas. He was their new future. But now that they've come for one of their favorite artists, which is A Boogie, who minds his own business and loves to be unproblematic, they're like, you know what? We've had enough of you, sir. You and your 19-year-old shenanigans. And so right now it's not looking very good for Lil TJ. People are needing receipts. People are trying to fact check and I'm very curious to see where little TJ is six months from now. But like I said before, I will admit he makes good music, but I don't think it's good enough for me to look past all of this nonsense. And at the end of the day, although Chinese Kitty is too grown to be messing with little TJ and Ruby Rose is silly to be getting on one way flights and slay by Ella Then not be messing up stuff with A boogie for little TJ. I will say little TJ is still the dumbest of them all. Because all this makes him look like is this new immature little kid who's never had fame and women (laughs) and this is what he does with it. Like he was so ready to expose and and accuse and bring up for no reason he could have handled all these situations very differently but here we are now we know his roster and yet still can't name a song but we'll see where this goes um i'll keep you updated we'll see if th- we'll get a response from a boogie from slay by ella which is his baby mama see if chinese kitty will actually pull up on little tj and if ruby rose will ever make it home we'll find out on the next episode of dragon ball z <laughs> <laughs> next topic. <laughs> oh, and before the next topic, quick shout out to Tory Lanes. I would like to um humbly and uh quietly uh <laughs> walk back some previous statements that I've had about Tory Lanes about him not having his own sound and Him not being able to potentially be a star or stand out in the future. And so I would like to say that I was wrong. He does have a unique sound, although it is very similar to my husband, Drake. I do realize that my my Drake has birthed a, a genre for these Negroes. And he contributes to said genre. And I should appreciate all art that's created In that space, especially when it's good. Tory Lanez is making really good music. People are sleeping on it or people aren't really connecting the two. They're not really putting Tory Lanez with the music for some reason. Like We're all jamming Broken a Minute, but we're not really giving Tory Lanez his props for Broken a Minute. It's kind of weird, but I'm glad he's found this newfound space of being this radio personality with Quarantine Radio on IG Live. Taking that to YouTube and having a YouTube world tour. I've watched it. I've watched him on IG Live. He's super entertaining. He has a great hype man <laughs> with the ad libs behind him. And I'm very curious to see where Tory Lanez ends up, again, six months from now. Um, I'm, I'm making that landmark for a lot of artists in my head because I'm thinking maybe... Hopefully, with this pandemic nonsense, it will be quite died down and artists will be back in the swing of things. So um, I'm very curious to see what his future brings. But the next topic I wanted to get into was the Centoya Brown Netflix documentary that a lot of people are talking about, or I should say boycotting. And the reason being is because Centoya Brown tweeted mid-April, I would say we're on april 15th i believe don't fact check me on that date but she tweeted out and stated my husband and i were as surprised as everyone else when we first heard the news because we did not participate in any way and that was in reference to the documentary being announced it's now out on netflix and people are stating that they should not watch it Um, No one should support it because she is not profiting from this. She was not approached and she did not participate. And I totally agree. But I am hearing new news that someone now has approached her with this already, of course, published on Netflix documentary, some type of check and her to then promise that she will mention said documentary when she's promoting her book. And so although she was not involved she did not participate she might now be on the side of the documentary i'm not too sure fully on that information but i will say that is such a lack of integrity move on whoever the creator is of this documentary how can you go through make something pitch it get a check for it off of someone's story you did not communicate with or ask permission for that's ridiculous in my eyes. That sounds silly to my ears. I don't know how that even is a thing. But I do hope that Centoya Brown is getting something of it, if not now, in the future. But I will say, oh, I'm kind of sad because I want to watch it. Like, I'm not going to watch it right now. But if I hear anything else about her being on the side of the documentary, I'm. I want to watch it. I have not read her book. I would like more information on her story. I would like to know, you know, this 15 year journey that she went through. It's, it's a very intriguing story. And so to not be able to watch this documentary because some asshole did not ask first is frustrating. But let's just move on and let me talk about something else that, um, I've actually was able to watch (laughs) this was on youtube and i actually discovered this on my twitter timeline someone posted a clip it was a short little animated clip of it looked like a a bigger piece of maybe a show and i i looked into it and it ended up being a youtube series it has 13 episodes or 13 chapters as it's labeled as and it is amazing it is called my Chronicles. now don't judge me on my amazing. It's amazing because it's very relatable. It's very realistic because they're all true events, um, according to the creator. And it's a nice bingeable series. The title itself is hilarious. My Chronicles versus Chronicles. And it's created by this young woman named Sierra. She talks about college, relationships abuse is very humorous yet very still serious and authentic it is animated but i like that element because when i watch things sometimes on youtube that are maybe a bit more amateur not everyone is the best actor and so that eliminates any awkward scenes or facial expressions because it is animated it is still amateur animation But I love that even more because it feels even more authentic because someone real like us decided to sit down, piece together some series of events in their life, and present it to us in a real raw way that we can easily digest. The episodes can range from 15 minutes long to 40 minutes long. They have definitely gotten longer as the series or the chapters have progressed. I look forward to more episodes. Like I said, there's 13 out right now, so it's very bingeable. There's enough content to, you know, keep you entertained for a few hours. And we all know that we need to be entertained for many hours during this pandemic on quarantine. And speaking of, I want to get into a list of things that I've watched during pandemic 2020. I want to give y'all some insight of some things that have entertained me or maybe not entertained me. And so I will state what I've watched, what platform it was on, and give you a mini review. I'm just gonna skim through about eight things and let me know if you're also watching and what your thoughts are of the show, movie, series that I mentioned because I love group conversations of entertainment. Like let's Netflix party this up and have some good conversations about this content. But the first thing I managed to watch during pandemic 2020 on quarantine was My Hero Academia. This is an animated series. It is anime to be specific, and I watched seasons one through three. The show is dubbed and subbed right now they're currently on season four but it is not in English yet and so I'm waiting for that to complete and be produced to us but I did watch that on the platform of Hulu and I thoroughly enjoyed it when I first started watching it started off very childish um I didn't think I would be able to get into it because it seemed too immature for for my age group but it does progress it does get a bit more serious and it has a really good storyline anime isn't usually something that I watch and I wanted to give something new to try. I've been hearing about it. I saw Meg the Stallion cosplay as one of the characters so I was like this show must be good. Um, a lot of people are talking about it. What the heck? So I watched it. And I plan to continue to watch it. And I've actually asked around for other anime shows that I might be able to get into. Some have recommended Hunter x Hunter. Some have said that it starts off super slow and to not watch it. I'll have to do my own research, but I'm very interested in more anime to come. Something else that I did watch was Tiger King on Netflix. We, we've all heard about it. It's beaten with a, with a stick. But I will say that I do think that, (laughs) that Carol Baskin did it and the Tiger King himself is indeed crazy. But it was a good watch. It's one of those like trash TV watches, but hey, I'm all for that. Y'all know I'm like a loving hip hop queen. So (laughs) I'm all for the trash TV. The other thing that I've been watching, but I haven't been able to make all the way through yet, is season two of All American on Netflix. The, the main reason why I haven't been able to finish season two is because the internet ruins everything. <laughs> There's been constant memes of Coop, in, which is one of the characters in the show. She lacks a lot of... Um, versatility when it comes to what her character offers or what her character does or her purpose and so there's been a lot of jokes on the internet which have taken me out of the show and have really made me take the show less seriously unfortunately and in addition to that there was an episode which I believe was episode eight no or maybe six I don't know it was between there six and eight between six and eight where there is a traumatic event that is triggering to me. And so I don't want to spoil anything, but after that episode, I wasn't really thrilled to keep on watching. And so that's more a personal thing, but All American is a good watch. I love me some Tay Diggs and wherever he goes, I go. <laughs> a movie I watched on Netflix was Coffee and Cream that has Ed Helms and Taraji P. We all know Cookie from Empire. It was, it was funny. It was funnier than what I thought it would be, which is good. Has some great actors in it. It was, it was good. It was a nice little stupid comedy. It was one of those. And so if you're familiar with Ed Helm's resume, look at just the, like, the stupid comedies and then compare this one to that. And it'll be right along those lines. And so if you like that on his resume, you'll like this. <laughs> I watched another movie, Queen and Slim. I finally got around to watching Queen and Slim. I watched it on Fandango. <sighs> And man, um, okay, Whew. I think okay, this should be easier to say because the movie's old at this point. Okay, it's not good. I didn't like the movie. I I, I didn't like it at all. I <laughs> I didn't like most of the act the actors in the movie. I didn't like how the the script was was. Re- I didn't like. The, I didn't like it. I just didn't like Queen and Slim. The best the best parts of that movie was the soundtrack the the music behind everything um some of the cinematography i was like oh okay that was a cool shot but other than that i was not feeling queen and slim especially once i heard that it was like made by a white man it kind of explained things as well once i learned that too but it didn't seem it didn't seem real and i know that's weird to say because you know it's entertainment it's not real but it was it was supposed to be it was supposed to feel real this was supposed to be a real moment for black people and i think it was for some i i think it still was cuz there was some hoopla for it but man i think i think maybe it was maybe too much hoopla cuz i i didn't get it i didn't like it i i don't want it y'all can have it <laughs> Now, what I do need to get into is just mercy. I still need to get around to watching that. Hopefully I would have watched it by the next episode. But a few more um projects I want to talk about and then we'll move on. Too hot to handle. Trash TV on Netflix. It's a reality TV series. It's horrible. Don't waste your time. It's it's very stupid. There's they don't really explain the clear goals of the of the competition within the show. It's it's just it's pointless. Don't watch too, too Hot to Handle on Netflix. I'm sorry. Um And then the last thing um, is Dave on FX, which is also on Hulu. So Dave is the show by Lil Dicky. It is essentially his life, but not really, of course, because it's entertainment. But it's it's been compared to Atlanta, which is also an FX, which is childish Gambino show, because it's humorous but has a, a nice dark cloud of seriousness over it. And it's depicting real life shit that really happens for rappers in the industry uh, who are trying to make it and so that's the comparison to Atlanta but that's about it for the most part because Dave is a whole different story (laughs) that's a whole different lifestyle whole different walk of life because it is majority white but we do have Taco from Odd Future on the show we do have Gator who is another character on the show who was um black and we have awesome cameos like we've had young thug we've had macklemore this is a good show um it may not be everyone's cup of tea but i think it's a show that grows on you and this very last episode that they aired was really good because it it really depicted and it showed how being so goal oriented and focused on your path and your career and being the best can really fuck you up in your relationships around you um, in the process and how you have to really handle those with care and move smartly when it comes to Following your dreams, unfortunately. You would like to say that, you know, it's F everybody. It's your life. You live it your way. But if you're a good person and if you really like people, you want to be mindful of the relationships that you have. And so that last episode of Dave was very entertaining, very good. I look forward to the next episode. Okay, so last topic will be how recently Kuja decided to come out of the woodworks. <laughs> Where has Kuja been besides on the same cop show for the last 10 years? But <laughs> LLKJ decided to, I guess, do an interview with somebody and say some things. And when he said some things, LLKJ decided to remind the world that he has before made soft music and... He didn't necessarily get welcomed with open arms for making said music because he was supposed to be hard and he was supposed to, you know, Mama said knock you out and all that jazz. And in that conversation of admitting that, L, L. O Kujay then said that he's he's opened doors or made things easier for artists like Drake to make his quote-unquote simp music or emotional music or love rap or r&b rap or that type of genre of music some people were like what are you crazy Kujay? Cool you sound nothing like drake drake sounds nothing like you how could you have paved the what paved the way for anybody and then there's other people who are a bit more logical and kind of know their hip-hop history and know that yes Kujay cool did make R&B or love type rap music and no it wasn't popular at the time and no people weren't really checking for that but he grew a fan base of women and some men of course and was able to have the career that he has of obviously today. I mean google LLQJ if you don't know who he is. So I found that to be very interesting. It's very telling because some of the people who were saying no, LLQJ did not make things easier for artists like Drake, weren't necessarily young. And so they weren't like people that you would think would say that. People who maybe aren't familiar with the career of LLQJ. It was some older people saying it too. They were saying, nah, like LLQJ was welcomed with, with open arms. I don't remember him getting a lot of hate. Of course, you can't really tell LLQJ how he experienced something and so if he says he got flack for making this type of music I believe him I wasn't around (laughs) when that music was being dropped by him I was not born yet so I can't really say like oh yeah niggas was really hating at the spot like I can't confirm that or deny that but I see that I feel that I get that because it still happens today, and I think we've had something similar of this conversation on the pod many episodes ago, where I said how you know I think it was along the lines of me having that conversation where I said Lloyd possibly have birthed Jaquise. because there's that correlation of that like, ghetto R and B that I love, but I also had stated Mace may have birthed Drake because of that same sound of that. R&B, suave, rap type of music. And I mean, before Mace was LL. And so I see the lineage. I I get the I get the timeline. I get the correlation. I, I see it. I may not hear it verbatim because they're all individually different people and different artists. But yes, for that type of music, I totally agree with LL Cool Now, if LL Cool has something else coming out soon, like a movie or a new show... I'm going to be looking at him side eyes because don't be using my husband, Drake for no clickbait to promote your new show or your new movie during this pandemic. Cause we, we, you know, we going to watch it anyway. We ain't, we don't have anything else to do. Don't trick us like this. LL This lady may not love you, (laughs) but let's get into the artist of the week. Thank you for everyone who contributed to the conversation or let me know what their favorite Artist of the Week song was or experience was when it came to K-Camp, which was the Artist of the Week last week. But this week I want to get into a artist that I'm not too much familiar with like I am with K-Camp. And that is, drumroll please, I don't have a drum roll, but I will go ahead and just state it. And it is Seafood Sam. Yes, Seafood Sam that is his name rapper from Cali he's got those bay vibes um when i say bay i don't <laughs> mean b a e i mean b a y like picture palm trees and just riding around with with your top down and it's just smooth feel-good, chill-sounding, with a sprinkle of R&B on top, rap music. And it's just everything that I love. It's everything that I want to experience when I go to Cali. It's everything I want to feel when it's summertime. It's definitely good music by Seafood Sam. I thoroughly enjoy it. And he is a fashion-week model. Like, he has been... Everywhere on publications for his look, he has dreads, he's dark skin. he has like this nice chocolate melanin. Oh, and I have to mention, he has this song called 96 Moesha. Please look it up. It samples Brandy's song, I Wanna Be Down, and it's like one of the best things I've heard in the past year. I believe it came out early last year on his latest album, but please look up Seafood Sam. Please stream the song 96 Moesha. You would love it. And just contribute to the conversation this next week on his artistry, his vibes. Let me know if you're feeling his music. Um, let me know if you know of someone who sounds like him too. I mean, I love music like this. And if it can lead me down a rabbit hole of more music like it, I'm, I'm more than open to it. Shout out to Seafood Sam, nice Cali rap artist who is on beat. Thank you stay on beat sir stay on beat (laughs) but that's all i wanted to get into this episode thank you again for returning and listening to episode 103 please contribute to the patreon page patreon.com slash tea with tammy paypal slash tea with tammy we also are on apple spotify stitcher soundcloud and you can search Tea with Tammy on Apple Music and listen to all the latest playlists that I've curated myself. If you would like to be a contributor and curate your own playlist for the TeaWithTammy.com website, hit me up and let me know. We can get you all settled. We can get you started right away. So just hit me up at sip at or in the comments below, of course. Thank you again for listening. Next episode, I swear I will have tea. And until next time... Sip some tea.